0: Minute Maid slushies are back at McDonald's. And if you'd like to thank me for that information, I'll gladly take a slushie. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink.
1: Right now, treat yourself to a small Minute Maid slushie, like the new strawberry watermelon flavor for $1.59. Or try small cafe frappes and smoothies for just 2 bucks. Price and participation may vary. Limited time only. Minute Maid is a trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll.
0: On this episode, as of this recording, this is the day after 9-11. Obviously, there has been a lot of... um, tributes and remembrance of what happened 18 years ago and 9-11 and on this episode we're gonna remember 9-12 because although there was plenty of hashtags never forget one thing I think we um we have definitely forgotten as far as how we were at 9-12 and I mean it's very obvious to see um as far as uh politics go and everything and especially just considering the fact that you got people in hong kong out here fighting for the things that it seems like we as a country now or are steadily fighting to get rid of of america here's the podcast where we talk politics a little entertainment some culture and this and that from the road to your ears this is trend chat with your host brian bledsoe and welcome another episode of Trend Chat, I am your host Brian Bledsoe And if you want to, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat, or TikTok It's all the same name, at Trend Chat 24-7 Yeah, so, um, as I mentioned in the intro um, we're, We'll be talking about, just, um, just kind of reflecting a bit on Not only 9-11, but also like I said, we're recording today on 9 12 of 2019, of course. And, um, and just, yeah, just wanted to mention a couple of things because, as I said in, in the beginning, it just, we, I mean, we've talked about as far as yesterday, so, you know, everyone remembering 9 11 and, and, and as far as the, the attacks on the twin towers in, in at the in DC. And and like I said, we there was a lot of hashtag never forget. And and of course we should never forget what happened on nine eleven. But um we I know one thing we definitely have forgotten how we were uh how we did definitely forgotten nine twelve, put it that way. And um because uh if, if you don't remember, I mean, I'm you know, there's probably a good number of people that are listening weren't even born, you know just consider that um, let alone have any um, real memories as far as what happened in nine twelve. but I mean, that was that was the day, the beginning of, I, I don't remember how long this lasted, but I, everybody came together as a nation, you know <laughs> we didn't like we didn't care about race and all that. I mean, for at least for a period of time, we were probably as unified as ever. Um, at that time, I mean, churches was filled to the, (laughs) to the back of the, of the church. Um, regardless of where you were, uh, that Sunday and, and yeah, there was a, a great sense of, uh, um, of unity. Uh, uh in the in the country like i said we definitely have forgotten that part <laughs> but um oh well i haven't mentioned we'll have a returning guest later on uh antonia okafor and you know she'll be she'll be back after it's, it's been a while since we um uh spoke with antonia because um i, I think well this would be probably the maybe the fourth interview so if this is your first time listening one, I appreciate you listening. But, um, if you want to hear the, uh, previous interviews, uh, it's funny. Whenever I talk about having a previous guest now I think about maybe I should have, you know, got, uh, maybe should have, uh, you know, written down the, <laughs> the episode so I can mention it in the podcast. Then I forget about it until I start talking. And then they stand over now. Like, well, I don't have it on top of my head and, have to go back and look it up, but, um, if anything, I'll just post about it on, um, in the description of this episode. But, um, but yeah, we'll be talking with Antonio. Um, it'll be, a, it's an interview from a couple of months ago that we're going to, um, going to post, um, on, on here. So, but before we really get into everything, just, um, first off, just want to thank 1776united.com, you know, I know you're listening. I know you, you're hearing about it because now I'm seeing people actually going on the site and purchasing, you know, I don't know what you're purchasing. I, I don't get that much information. I just know that people are buying stuff, which I really appreciate that. You, um, that you, you like the stuff on there. And, and I will hope anyone who is listening to the show, I would probably say you, there's probably something for you there. So, I guess, well, let me give you the code, so in case you're listening for the first time. So go to 1776united.com and get all sorts of patriotic gear, hats, mugs, um, shirts, um, all sorts of other um, accessories. So if you go to 1776united.com and you put in the code 76militia-trenchat, so 76, like 1776, and militia, like a well-regulated militia, dash trenchat, and you get 10, uh, what twenty percent off on your purchase. So appreciate seventeen seventy six for supporting us, and yeah, so definitely want to want to give them a shout out. So now, I I I don't want to come across as very pessimistic, um, but I I feel like it's gonna sound that way, but it's just. I mean, I guess in a way, I mean, that's just honestly how I feel. Um, because like I said, here we are, you know, 2019. And like I, like I mentioned in the beginning, you you, you see about people in Hong Kong who are out here fighting for civil liberties and fighting for fighting against um, uh, China and what they're trying to do um, to their people. And here we are over, over here, basically trying to, we're trying to embrace the things that they're protesting against. <laughs> and the people in Hong Kong are out there waving American flags and, and out there. They're, <laughs> they're seeing America as, you know, as what it's supposed to be as a, shining example of freedom and liberty and they want that and that's what they're protesting you know um to have there in hong kong and yet here we are turning around and just um well i guess i mean i guess the reason why i'm saying this i mean because you see the acceptance of socialism over here it's rising right it's you're having more and more people who are more comfortable with wanting socialism in this country um to the point to where what 10 years ago people running for public office couldn't just um come out and say hey i'm a i'm a socialist or or the the fancy you know term they want to call a democratic socialist or whatever that was, I mean, that, that, that wasn't even something to be considered because no one would vote for a socialist, you know, back then. I mean, especially we talk about back in, um, 2001, that was not even, uh, fathomable, but here we are. Now we have people who are, who are out there and, uh, you know, Saying that they're socialists, Bernie Sanders, you know, you um, know, Alexandria Acacio Cortez, and uh, a number of people out there who are just uh, out front saying, "Hey, we're we're socialists now." So, and 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 it, it is growing as far as whether amongst young people or just in general. And so, with with seeing that, and also. You you can hear about or just notice how more and more of the people are accepting infringements on our rights as far as whether it's, you know, the First Amendment or the Second Amendment. Or, you know, um, kind of think about where, especially, especially about, uh, talking about the Second Amendment, where their poll at the poll. And I know when you mention polls, sometimes people want to, you know, disregard like, well, the polls can be um can be wrong or or they um they don't really say what real America is is um is feeling which okay that could be true but you can see it you can see it all over on social media and so it, it is a growing sentiment amongst in you know, uh um uh, I would say it's getting close to a majority of people. And the thing, no, we think about where, uh, whether it is the first or second amendment, right. Or just a bill of rights or, or whatever. It doesn't take where it doesn't take like 75% of, of Americans, or it doesn't take, um, uh, a a large majority for all of this to change, (laughs) for America to turn into something where we won't recognize it doesn't take all it takes is, is 51%. (laughs) It's really all it takes. And we're getting, we're getting there. It's, it's creeping up and I don't see it going down because whether it's whatever, if whatever it's a mass shooting or, or any sort of, you know, gun violence that happens with every story that comes out. There's it. The number creeps up more and more because you have the media who are ferociously anti-gun anti-Second Amendment, especially, and they're going to take advantage of every one of those um, tragedies to keep pushing that anti-gun agenda to the point to where, like I said, I don't know how long it's going to be. Like, I'm not saying like this going to happen tomorrow, but if you got polls that are out here showing a steady increase of people who are accepting certain infringements, whether it is red flag laws or whether um, it is uh, what what they think of universal background checks or even a gun registry and, and on and on all these numbers are just steadily ticking up little by little. And yeah. So who knows how long it'll be before, um, you just get enough. Like I said, all you need is 51%, 51% of people who, uh, vote for a radical anti-gun, you know, Politician, and you vote enough uh, enough in to de, um to public office, and then they propose those um those laws, and then and there you go. That's all you need. <laughs> and so, like I said, I guess hearing this kind of, if you're listening to this, it's very pessimistic um kind of uh, outcome that I'm. That, you know, that I'm mentioning right now, but it just, um, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm just looking at all of this and it, it doesn't look good. Um, I would hope maybe, um, that people would, fi- I don't know, it just, I, I would hope people would, would see that they, they, um, that they shouldn't have their dependence on the government, but, I mean, we, we're we talking about over hundreds, well, over a hundred years of steadily government dependence and growing in our lives. So why would it stop at the second amendment? I, and so, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess with whole, everything with 9-11 and just looking back at that. And then, like I said, this being 9-12 as we were, as we were recording this and just Seeing how it's all pretty much night and day from that 912 to this one right now. And so I guess it kind of got me in a a bit of a pessimistic mood. So, again, saying that, like I I see another story where just particular, uh, I guess, focusing on one party in particular, there's a poll saying that a quarter of Democrats think that it should be illegal to be in the NRA <laughs> illegal. And yeah, like I said, you know, this is just focused on the Democrats, but can you imagine that number decreasing? only <laughs> it's only, uh, only going to increase. It's only going to get worse, especially when you got uh, cities like San Francisco basically have called the NRA a domestic terrorist organization. And you know, other cities are going to follow with that. You know, we're recording here at home here in in Dallas, and I'm would not be shocked that Austin would be the next one or close to it soon that would do the same thing. And so, um, so yeah, just stuff like that. Now, the steady and constant assault on the Second Amendment is, yeah, it's it's ever ever growing and just it's yeah it's non-stop and i don't i don't know or we're gonna get to the point to where we finally turn and where you know we'll stop this and people will actually appreciate their freedoms but um i i i don't know but i w- well, i was going to say I, I want to get off of this kind of sad mood of this and kind of liven it up a little bit. But really, I'm not I have a little bit, but it's still in. Anyway, you, you'll get what I'm talking about. <laughs> Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Lucia Scaramacchia and you are listening to Trend Chat. Hello to fans of Trend Chat and Brian Bledsoe. The Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today.
0: Yesterday on you 9 know, 11, um, on, I guess, with all the um, uh, you know, there was plenty of ceremonies and plenty of uh, remembrance, as, as I mentioned before. And one thing that um, uh, that came uh, that I that I came across is uh, a tweet from the New York Times which. Honestly, at first, I didn't catch the first tweet, but I heard so much about it and where I kept looking it up to make sure that they actually said this and found out that they did. That they, you know, they actually tweeted this and I was, <laughs> it was, um, like I said, it's, it, it speaks to what I mentioned before in a little bit, I guess. But so if you don't know, New York Times tweeted at first because first I need to say this because they did. Deleted And they did mention that they deleted it, but you're not going to like find the tweet on their um, Twitter page anymore. But uh, in talking about nine eleven, 11 New York Times tweeted that um, on 9-11, this is, is when airplanes cr- um, crashed into the Twin Towers. Like that's how they explained it. They made it seem like an airplane just took off on its own and crashed into the twin towers. That's that is how their tweet. They didn't mention anything about uh, terrorists or anything, or that it's being a, a terrorist attack. Any of that. They didn't mention. They just said airplanes crashed into the building and. Okay, on one sense maybe you could kinda understand where they were coming from. Not really. I mean if a liberal want to I can I can hear a liberal trying to um to I guess to explain that. But given what the New York Times are given how liberal they are, it it definitely is it speaks more of how they don't want to talk about who really did it and they don't want to talk about, you know, Muslims and as far as, you know, you know, Muslim extremists, um, took over the planes and directed it to hit the twin towers. They didn't, it's like, they definitely wanted to, and I guess in a sense, as opposed to never forget, they want you to forget that particular part and just talk about the plane. (laughs) And so on another sense, I'm not surprised because these are the same sort of people kind of going back to the gun um, issue. These are the same people who want to blame guns for her, all, all the mass shootings and everything that's going on as opposed to blaming the people who are pulling the trigger. So I'm not really surprised. So they're so, stuck on how, I don't know how, how inanimate objects like guns just hop up and just start shooting. And so if they take that thinking to, I guess to airplanes, I guess in their mind that airplanes just take off on their own. So now, like I said, it's not, it's not so much funny. I mean, it's, it's telling, because, like I said, they did delete that tweet and then they put out another tweet and then in the, to, to clarify. <laughs> but, um, in the tweet that you will see now, it will be talking about it was a, you know, a terrorist attack. And so, but in a sense, it, it was funny, but it's not that funny because it's coming from the supposed newspaper of record if um and so i I don't know how that works but as far as tweets go is that really considered record from the new york times or not i don't know anyway but um that th- uh, that would just t- to see that on top of um i mean obviously you had people out there who were wanting to um talk about 9-11 in the in the sense of i mean there was uh, something from cnn where they were saying that right-wing terrorists are worse <laughs> than um than the terrorists in 9-11 so i mean yeah you just you you had all that sort of trash going on it happens every year so it's even though it's a very you know small um section of people who are who are doing that but um that being said you know kind of going back and talking about nine twelve in a way and because i know for me personally as far as uh 911 goes i mean i think i mentioned it um pre- in previous years um just you know i was at home in alabama at, you know at my parents house um at that time cuz i was um 21 um and i was watching it on tv and And I had a friend that was up in D.C. um, that week and he was supposed to be going to the Pentagon um, that morning Uh, because we talked that night the night before. And he was saying that he was going to go visit the Pentagon because one of our friends worked there and he was going to go visit. And so when I saw it on TV, I was trying to get in touch with him, couldn't uh, get him. And it was just, you know, I'm wondering, did he go and what's going on? And. I'm, I'm steady calling, calling, and wasn't getting them for a long time. And then I finally got in contact with them and look, turned to find out. So like I said, I'm 21. So we're about the same age. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we play video games. So, and my friend, and, you know, was, um, up all night. Like, I remember this, I, if I'm, it was a NCAA, you know, college football, and he was up all night playing that game, like always. I mean, it wasn't abnormal. Like we always used to play that, <laughs> and um, and be up in the, you know, early in the morning playing it. And so that morning or that night, he was just playing it as usual, and just and just decided that he was gonna go later on, as opposed to go in the morning like he was going to go. <clears throat> And, um, so thankfully, because of that, he didn't go to the Pentagon because he, he slept in because he was just going to go in the afternoon. And, um, so that being said, obviously he didn't go. And I don't, I think he didn't even know a thing about what was going on till I, cause I was calling him. And the reason why I wasn't getting in contact cause he was asleep. And so. If I'm not mistaken, I think um, I'm—I know I was the one who told him what was going on because <clears throat> I'm frantically calling him, trying to get, trying to get him. So, so yeah, that you know, that was what happened. Um, how I remember nine eleven from a you know personally at least, and um, but yeah, and then and like I said, going into now as far as. How we all came together as a country in nine twelve. but you know, it's a, um, it's, yeah, ho- hopefully. I-, I said hopefully, but again, you know, I don't want to keep harping on this because this really is a, <laughs> really is kind of pessimistic of, of to to mention it. But unfortunately, it feels like. We, the only way we come together is through like a, a, a catastrophic tra- tragedy, <clears throat> tragedy, <laughs> tragedy, tragedy, <laughs> forgive me. It's very early in the morning <laughs> trying to speak, but, um, <laughs> but, and also given the fact that just, and some of this, um, remembering of it, um, is bringing back memories as well, but, <clears throat> As I mentioned, I think, um, in the, what was it? I, yeah. At the, on the chat Prather episode that I was on, it is, it's unfortunate that we, that we need those, um, uh, catastrophic events to happen for us to come together. But <clears throat> hopefully we c- can come together without that. I, that's my hope. I really would hope. I, I mean, I may not think it would happen, but I would hope for the best for this country that we could do that. But we're going to get to our interview with, uh, with Antonio. Like I said, this was a couple of, um, couple of months ago. And so, um, and, um, actually in this interview, we talked about red flag laws before. I mean, it was known back then, but even before the, the shootings in El Paso and Dayton, and you know odessa and so she she brought that up in our interview so um so we'll talk about that and also um what's new with her and and empowered so we'll get that after a word from politichicks it's trend chat Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat, also a contributor at politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, a clearing call to political activism, with over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. Hello, this is Trend Chat, and we are very pleased to have a returning guest. Finally, Good get a chance to have Antonia Okafor with us. She is the founder of Empowered, and I mean, now a TP USA ambassador. And, I, yeah, on and on and on. I really can't list it all because we only have a couple of minutes. But how are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm doing well. So good to have another interview with you. It's been a while, I know.
0: <laughs> well, what's new with um, Empowered?
1: Oh, man. Um, So we've been building our state chair program. So we have, uh, of the 50 states, we have 35 girls who are going to be heading up each state and basically being the gun rights activists for their state. So uh, we're going to have a conference, our first ever conference in January in Dallas, of course, because this is the (laughs) the gun, you know, the pro-gun area. And it's fitting because, you know, my idea of Empowered came from going to the Turning Point um, Young Women's Leadership Summit, um, seeing other conservative young women who are hungry um, to be more involved in the gun rights movement so um, i'm really excited to to have that launch and and keep progressing with empowered so yeah
0: with the conference coming up and also with the other things that are going on so you said the conference is in january mm-hmm. and it's going to be here yeah. in dallas yeah now if i'm not if i'm not mistaken you have moved out of I the state of know. texas and First yeah. off, congratulations! So, but I guess let everyone know, I guess you know why you left the great state of Texas. Oh,
1: man, I would never leave the great state of Texas unless I had a really profound reason, and this profound reason is that I'm um, getting married to a Coloradan. He's actually a native Texan. He's actually from Houston. Um, that's why we're, we're getting married back here in Texas to uh, at least have a Texas root that we got married here, not Colorado. Um, but yeah, I moved there to be with my fiance, and then i'm gonna be you know over there um for the time being um he is a pastor and he's um going through the ordination process and uh he's a church planner so that's what we're going to be doing as well um so yeah
0: (laughs) well again congratulations and um now one thing i did mention is that you are a tp usa ambassador first off what is that
1: yeah, so TPUSA ambassadors basically um, people who already have a strong following. Uh, people are listening to them. They have a strong message, um, but they're also um, aligned really well with the TPUSA mission and movement. And so uh, TPUSA is really, he- you know, spearheading this. Let's all, you know, be we're kind of conservative movement. We need to show that we're all in this together and bringing everybody together under one roof um, to to spread the message, but also spread our message that we have individual. Um, and that that goes across again. So mine obviously is the gun rights issues. Um, you know, it's people who are really big on abortion. There are people big on a lot of different um, issues that pertains to the conservative movement, um, but unified under one umbrella. So um, that's basically what we're gonna be doing. We're doing a lot of. Um, I mean, it's going it to keep progressing and it's moving, um, but um, remember, I'm really excited to see what we're going to be doing in the future as well. I know we're going to be doing more retreats and more events together, so just be looking out for more influencers to be at, you know, TPSA conferences in the future.
0: Yeah, so we're here at the Young Women's Leadership Summit, actually, mm-hmm. here in Dallas, Texas, yeah. and so, uh, I guess, describe the environment and how things have been going so far.
1: Oh, I love the energy. This is my fourth year at Young Women's Leadership Summit. Actually, the first time I was here was as a just a regular attendee, uh, a little older than a student. I was a graduate student, but um, that's kind of when I started my campus Curie activism journey. Shortly after, I did NRA and stuff like that. But I've been here ever since, and every year it just it gives me energy, it gives me hope. It it refocuses me. It makes me realize why Empowered is so needed, and um, you know, it, it's just great to talk to these young women. And 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 be able to talk to them about conservative values and why they're excited about it, and just the energy that they bring to this movement It's so important. So yeah, love it here.
0: And so, I guess the main thing for you, especially when it comes to campus carry and mm-hmm. being, I guess, the most one of the most influential when it comes to the Second Amendment, as far as advocating for you know the right to bear arms. Other than empowered, I mean. What other things are you... I guess getting involved with as far as trying to you know really get that message out
1: yeah um, there's a couple of things and that that announcement might come out later on Um, we can't get the exclusive uh, right now no we can't get the exclusive (laughs) Um, but uh, it's definitely part of the movement pushing the movement forward um, especially going into 2020 and and how the condition will look like you know after that so um, yeah so there's a lot of things going on getting married is just, just by that self is a, a big thing, but...
0: Um, You're running for office, aren't you? Go ahead, tell us. I'm going to what? <laughs> you run running for office, aren't you? Oh,
1: no, no. <laughs> I am not running for office. I will tell you that, too. Uh, I know, 2020, you hear, like, office. So, no, I'm not running for office right now, but that is definitely something I've been looking into, um, especially being in Colorado. Man, uh, even on the state level, I mean, leaving Texas and seeing what happened with the Texas legislature, this session has been a wake-up call well maybe more wake up call for other people because I've been the one who's been yelling and, <laughs> and screaming like you guys need yeah. to pay attention you guys cannot be complacent you're not going to be a red state forever by just you know thinking everything's gonna be dandy because you're a red state um, California used to be a red state okay uh, I, mean,
0: I mean Texas <laughs> you know? Texas used to be a blue state and, and that, that is not, true it's not that far in the past so yeah, I, you're right. I don't know why people think that oh this just, just going to be red all for the rest of eternity I don't know why <laughs> Sorry. no that's
1: a good I know you were so right that is so true used to be a blue state, and that was actually Rick Perry. He was a Democrat, a Texas Democrat, before he switched um, in the beginning of his career. And Rick Perry is pretty young, so people m- probably still remember. Um, for the majority of Texans we still remember when Texas was a blue state, and um, we don't see the blue dog Democrats anymore, so that's going away. It's, it's To be honest, right now we are dealing with being anti socialists. We are again bringing socialism, is again something that we have to fight, and it's going to be fought uh, this time. Hopefully not through a war, but through the cultural war. And that's why TPSA is so important, is that they're fighting against that. So, yeah,
0: we need so, to bring that back. So, um, well, given that you are out in Colorado now, I guess, I guess my last question is, I guess yeah. being over in, you know, leaving from Texas, being in Colorado, I guess the difference is, I mean, you could think of a number of them, but I guess... it Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how, how is it compared to being... No, being in Texas, being out in Colorado.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the people being again in Texas. At least you know you can you can have your NRA sticker, you can have your you know whatever, and you're 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 pretty safe. But here, it's or in Colorado rather, it's um, it's a whole different ball game. I actually, been in Boulder County for a while. Mm. Um, switching to Weld County soon, so that's gonna be good. <laughs> Weld County is actually, if people don't know, it's where the sheriff um, actually implemented a sanctuary, mm-hmm. um, a, a second amendment sanctuary county basically so it's protected from this red all god awful red um, flag law that they um, put into place in colorado which for those who don't know about the red flag law the red flag law is um, basically um, through the judicial process of allowing someone a family member who a, a friend to phone in and say this person is a danger to themselves or other people and um, not with due process because you're not going into there for a crime you actually committed, or even something that they actually think you have a crime committed, just thinking that you might be a danger, seems like you might be a danger to yourself or someone else, then they can temporarily, which is at least for a year, take your firearm away um, because you're deemed a danger because someone else thinks that way. So, that is a dangerous um, that's a dangerous spot we are in gun rights right now. To be honest, it's going state by state. Colorado's not the only one who's pushed that. Um, it's also not only pushed by Democrats. A lot of Republicans are pushing that right now too so that's why i've always been adamant about speaking out um it comes down to the gun rights issue and unfortunately some people are not principles and if you're not looking at what your values are then a lot of the times you're going to make decisions that are against not only your party it should normally be about parties but being against your principles but being against really what's best for america and, in, and it comes to the second amendment what is actually the fabric of our, our founding is a constitution, so you're going against the Second Amendment, you're going against America in general. So it's important to, to always be consistent
0: with that. I, I guess, for context, for people that don't know, especially in Colorado, so like yeah. right, Boulder County, uh, so for in Texas, it would be um, kind of Austin. like Austin, yeah. <laughs> so that's so the context, Chicago, yeah, yeah. So that's how Boulder is because Boulder basically, uh, that's where um, University of Colorado is, yeah, yeah, Boulder, yeah so yeah, so yeah, th- if you you want that context that's where you, yeah. where you go from so but also i guess before we go um you, also you have a podcast as well that you oh. started as well so tell us about that
1: yes yes so uh, nina Privo, she's actually here somewhere um with me um she is the co-host with me uh of a podcast video podcast that we're doing right now on youtube called trigger warning 2a and we actually had an incident a couple months ago with youtube that decided to not only demonetize just one video no they They just went straight up into, we're going to demonetize your entire entire channel. It actually was after we uploaded a video with an interview with Amy Robbins of Alexo Athletica. And uh, literally all we were talking about was female empowerment and gun rights. Oh, but you know, that's that's where you're crossing the line. You can't talk about those two things. You can talk about those two things, but especially not together. Definitely not together. Um, so got an email from YouTube saying that we thoroughly looked through your channel and that uh, we had this policy team. I mean, they really went like way extra on it, saying that trust us, we, we looked through your stuff and we decided that, you know, with heavy hearts, we're going to demonetize your channel. Um, thankfully...
0: Oh, I would say just like kind of what was going on with Stephen Crowder recently. Oh, yes.
1: I know. Uh, to be honest, it's the exact same thing as Stephen Crowder. You know, right now, we don't have four million subscribers, <laughs> so that's why he has a bigger, yeah. you know, um, uh, push right now, and that's a good thing because it has to happen because I think YouTube is starting to do that now. Um, that whole thing could be a whole other episode, but um, yeah, Donald Trump Jr., um, he actually saw me at the NRA convention. We talked about it, and he tweeted about it afterwards, um, calling, like, basically calling them out on the ridiculousness. Um, Breitbart, which I'm very thankful for, the ones who covered it, and they really pushed that. Um, they even you know, reached out to YouTube, and YouTube told them that they said it was a mistake. Oh my goodness, it's a mistake, and we're going to change that. They never told me. They never contacted me, emailed me, or anything. They were sure to email me when they demonetized my channel, but they didn't email me, so I found it out through Breitbart, um, who covered it, um, but I'm thankful. and It also goes to show that you know, I had the resources, I had the, the connections, actually it was Dave Rubin, I sent it to Dave Rubin at first, and he's the one who was like nah, we're not <laughs> letting this go, and so he tweeted that out, and I had other people in this movement who have big followings who were able to um, spread the message, but they're, you know, it just made me realize how, <laughs> I'm going to say this word privileged <laughs> I am okay, privileged I am that I have that opportunity to be able to talk to people who have big, um, uh, big platforms, so people listen to them, but there are a lot of people who um, this stuff happens to all the time and they're conservatives and they have a message and they're not able to get their message out because of things like that and no one they don't have the platforms to be able to, to be loud, to change people's minds or change a YouTube mind, so um, it's important that we continue to fight against this and, and not make it just a, a conservative issue, it really should be a free speech issue, it's a first amendment issue and it's sad to see these liberals, quote-unquote liberals, classical liberals, who would have probably fought, probably not these people, clear leftists, but the classical liberal movement started in Berkeley and was also to incorporate free speech for all. And those same people now are, unfortunately, against free speech because it's not something that actually is something they believe in. It should be something I hope that we as conservatives will finally once and for all say that Speech, even if I don't agree with you, is allowed here in America. And you, we don't have free speech or the Second, First Amendment um, to discuss the weather. We have the First Amendment to discuss hard issues and hard topics that people don't always want to hear. So, um, hopefully, this is going to change things.
0: Well, I, I, I hope so. So, I guess if people want to find you on social media, where would they go? I mean, everyone's already following you anyway. Oh. <laughs>
1: If you'd like to follow me personally and my, my antics on Twitter, <laughs> um, the Twitter doesn't bring out the best of anyone, <laughs> um, you can follow me at Antonia underscore Okafor, O-K-A-F as in Frank, O-R. Um, you can also check out my website at AntoniaOkafor.com. Um, but then Empowered, uh, my baby Empowered, um, that is um, continuing to grow and getting people. And if you want to get involved as well, you can go to the website Empowered number 2a.org or you can follow us on instagram and twitter at empowered underscore 2a
0: okay well thank you so much for your time and we look forward to having you on again sometime really soon yes
1: not years from now right (laughs) yes yes, absolutely
0: what's going on y'all this is brandon tato make sure you go to trend chat check it out listen to it one of the best shows that i've ever been on so make sure you go check it out man god bless y'all and thanks to Antonio for joining us. So also, um, uh, as you heard in the interview, um, and as I mentioned in the beginning, this was a couple of months ago. So uh, I would say congratulations again, because, um, in that time she has gotten married now. So, and, um, and it's, um, as we were talking about the red flag laws, as she mentioned, and, and that's just, uh, another thing that kind of is, um, uh, is troubling where that is, a another infringement, right. That, um, to the second amendment that not only are coming from Democrats, you have Republicans who are open to this as well. I mean, even here in Texas now, um, my Lieutenant governor is, um, tends to be, um, is, I guess, leaning towards, um, embracing some of this, um, some of these, um, uh, infringements in, in particular. So, and as well as our, our own governor. So it's, um, I get the, the fight for our second amendment rights is for one it's it's not the only one. I mean, all of them are under assault. Really. Um, they're, uh, people on the left Democrats are just basically wanting to do away with all the, (laughs) the bill of rights in a sense, or or in the sense of wanting to pervert them in the way that they were intended. Cause I guess if, if you would bring it up to them, like, no, we love the, um, the constitution or, and also given the fact that their interpretation of that, it's a living constitution, that it should be, um, uh, say basically what they want to say at that time or how they feel at the time, as opposed to interpreting the constitution, basically like you interpret, interpret anything, really you interpret it, especially if you're talking about, if you wrote something, you want someone to read it as how you wrote it so unfortunately they um they take that interpretation open interpretation to where the constitution should basically just say what they um <laughs> uh, how they feel or um or want to basically change it without using the amendment process anyway i don't <laughs> I, I didn't don't want to go down that route because we're here at the end, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I appreciate Antonio co- coming on. And also just also want to mention about, um, odgapparel.com. I really appreciate them uh, on supporting the podcast. So, um, if you want to get, uh, whether it's, um, hats or shirts or, um, mugs or, or whatnot check out odgapparel.com and put in the code trench at 10, you get 10% off on whatever you see on the site. So, you know, I'm, to, I want to be honest with you listening, you know, you who are listening right now to this podcast. Um, before we go, I, I want to be honest with you. I want, I, I want your feedback. I mean, I always ask about this, all the time, anyway. But I, I really would like your feedback to this particular episode, and I'm going to do something that I'm guessing if people that that do media podcasts, you probably shouldn't do. But I, person, I want to be really honest about this, and I would love your feedback to anyone that's listening. Let I want to know what do you, you know, what do you think about this particular episode? <laughs> um, because here we are at the end right now, and you know i don't think this was my best episode to be honest (laughs) i don't know i just i don't know maybe i'm just being self-conscious about it but just or maybe i'm being too hard on myself i don't know but yeah i i would like to get some feedback on this i i feel like i i don't know something just didn't feel right to me as far as how i don't know maybe how i was speaking or whatever i don't know and like i said i don't know why i'm even bringing this up here live on it on the podcast but i, I, I want to know because not only on that but just the podcast in general but like share and subscribe and next week i don't know who we're gonna have on <laughs> but until next week we'll chat with you later Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to
1: go back to school as mine are, you got to check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles, 15% offer ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store kohls.com for details. Where are you, fella?
0: Ready to start your career, at Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at slash Fredericksburg.